0: to a brand new episode of well, that's odd i'm one of your hosts johnny Townsend, and with me as always is christopher Thomas, what's up chris ask me what's up man uh, ask me what's up what's up man what's up? What's, but, up what's up? can
1: we bring that back is that is that I've, something that you'd you'd like to see come back
0: that's a good question. What things in the past would we want to bring back? And is that the thing that you would choose? Actually, you, you looking at one like thing. To,
1: I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to hear from our listeners that way. So when I post this on the, yeah. the Facebook page, uh, obviously they're not going to be able to hear it because uh, iTunes is not letting anybody listen to our our show anymore. Uh, <laughs> yes. Listen, listen here. Uh, I, I want to point to a couple of episodes ago when I said the U.S. government was trying to shut us down. Didn't I say that? i believe i, I believe so
0: that. i believe you said it in jest and but maybe now, we should go back and look at that yeah
1: <laughs> and now uh it's been brought to our attention that people can't download our episodes uh anyway if you are listening to this i'm going to post this episode up uh leave in the comments what kind of uh fads from back in the day what kind of commercials like what what, what, what do you call it where's the beef <laughs> do you call yeah. it a fad what do you call that you call it uh a-
0: I, I would guess to be a fad like anything from where's the beef to the but Wiser Frogs.
1: Oh, Bud. Yeah. That's right. Remember those? <laughs>
0: yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> so, yeah, I,
1: we, I'd like to know what people would like to see come back. But I, I was kind of a fan of the was. Ah, as annoying as it was at first, after a while, it, it was like a fun thing to do with your friends. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And uh, what's another? old oh, Borat. You remember the Borat movie? <laughs> yeah. I never go, my wife. <laughs> my wife. I kind of want to bring that. But I do want to bring my wife back because I did enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how we'll open all of our That's Odds yeah. from now. You'll be like, hey, what's up, dude? I'll be like, what? You'll be like, my wife. My wife. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Look, I want to address it real quick. Uh, get back to what we were saying. So, yeah, it has been brought to our attention that a lot of people are having issues downloading History Creeps or That's Odd uh, on the iTunes or not even iTunes, the Apple uh, podcast app. Yeah. Um, Looking into it, at first we thought maybe it was something on our end. I had to look into it. I thought maybe because I was naming That's Odd episodes uh, differently on the back end uh, because we consider them just a sister show to the history creeps, uh, maybe that was doing it. All of a sudden, maybe iTunes changed something and, and, it, and it wasn't working. Um, but from what I found out, it wasn't the case. I went in and fixed it so everything matched. Uh, had you test it and science proved that... Uh, that was not the case. I looked into it some more. Uh, I sent in a ticket for help through iTunes, uh, which is the weirdest way. I hate the way they have you doing it. It's it, it's not it's, like t- it's you, terrible.
0: It's dude. terrible. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and here's the thing. Like, I had to, when I went to contact them, it pops up this thing telling me I have to sign in with a specific email address. Like, instead of just giving me an email address to send an email to, you know what I mean, or a link or yeah. a, a, a form or something. Uh, anyway, um, so I send it in. I'm waiting a couple days, but as I'm waiting, I'm looking into this myself. Like I'm looking into the message boards and all the the help desk things that were on iTunes. Uh, and from a lot of the things I'm seeing, is that this is a problem with the actual app, the podcast app that Apple has on its phones, uh, the built in one. Anytime there's some sort of update from iTunes or from Apple itself or for the podcast app, um, there are chances that one of your favorite shows you're going to have problems downloading them they don't know why it's some weird little bug that happens but it's been proven to happen not just to our cool little show uh but i saw people were uh bitching about not being able to get rogan's podcast um last podcast on the left somebody said they were having they were like i have no problems downloading this and all of a sudden it's this uh, what was the big one uh this american life so i was like okay so the big dogs are having these problems too not just us um and then I saw I showed you the the response from the email that they sent. Right? Yeah. And they're like yes. we downloaded it on our side and everything seems fine. I'm like <laughs> whatever dude. Uh, yeah.
0: That was I that was iTunes' response to us. Uh,
1: yeah. uh, it's basically the app though. So here's the thing. Um we're not like trying to push any specific app on you guys. I, I use Podcast Addict because that one's the one that comes on the Android phones. I've never had a problem in the four to five years I've been using it. Uh, Johnny just started using one called Overcast. That's a free one that's available for Apple users. Um, it's supposedly very easy to use, easy to download, manage your shows. And there's, from the things I read that People aren't having any of these issues about you know shows not being available, uh, Johnny. Well, in the last I, two I can, days, how have you been? Uh, how has it been for you?
0: Well, I can tell you, and this does sound like we're doing a commercial for them, but we're not. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, yeah, Overcast. This episode brought to you by. Um, but uh, the like what we were saying before, the issue was because I have an iPhone and I was just using the app that came with it, and that's the Apple Podcast app. And it's been fluky at times for sure, but like it would always, uh, ultimately fix somehow, or I would have to do something with my phone to fix it. One or the other. Anyway, this seems different. Well, what happened is to further explain what you were saying, you know, uh, history creeps, once you subscribe to this channel, you get history creeps and that's odd, which is what this is uh, on my end, on my iPhone and on uh, other people's that I know, because uh, I discussed this with them Any episode that was history creeps played just fine Like it should If any of them was in a that's odd episode It would say that the episode was not available Yeah. And it did that constantly It didn't matter which that's odd episode you picked It wouldn't play but any history creeps episode Would play Right. This was the only app that we were having that issue with Any other uh, podcast app. Uh, apparently, it would work, and I know that because I downloaded Overcast, the podcast app, and all the episodes of this show play just fine, including that side. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 beyond frustrating for us. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding because I because know if, if
1: it really is the fact that we're, we re- we rename these shows differently because we consider it a sister show, the the big thing was is we didn't want to have to create a whole separate stream for it create a whole separate podcast that listeners now have to go download a second show uh not that we you know we wouldn't love it but we didn't want to have to create that hassle for listeners people who are listeners of the show and history creeps they come to this show knowing it's here not having to go and make sure they update and download a specific episode from you know another one i don't i don't know right uh so we were just kind of hesitant on doing that we didn't want to have to do that um, and it doesn't look like that's the case, because again, if that was the case, it should be an issue. It shouldn't be an issue with any of the other shows, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing. This is not the only show that you or I do, and it's not the only show that you produce and post up on iTunes. Right. But this is the only uh, show that's having this issue. So
1: Cur- curse government <clears throat> or
0: curse man. It's that curse. So we're not. If you should use whatever podcast app you're comfortable with, obviously, but I'll just tell you that uh, this Overcast app for me. Personally, I could figure it out and I'm a simpleton. So, <laughs> if <laughs> so, it's fairly easy to use so far, but I've only used it a couple of days, also, to be fair.
1: Yeah. So, there's the deal with that. Um, I do know we had one listener saying they were having problems with the History Creeps episodes, also. So, that was another thing that just kind of told me it didn't seem like it was the. You know the way the back end stuff was was written out and and put in but uh, we did it we tested it and it still didn't work the other way so uh, yeah use what you guys want to use but that that works uh, if you're on Android um, obviously the one I like I use podcast addict uh, and they're definitely not paying me to say this I wish they were it's a, it's a great app you know it really is it's it's super easy uh, easy to organize easy to download uh, so there we go there's the issue with history creeps curse government conspiracy what have yes. you out of the way now we're going to get into some that's odd some two weird little odd creepy uh unfortunate stories in our history mod- more modern history now for this one uh and um we're gonna let johnny start out because he wants to really depress you really depress you before well, i take over
0: <laughs> well let me just say before i get started that <laughs> usually on that's odd they're way more of almost quirky i guess would be the best way to put them yeah um I really liked when we did our last that saw that we kind of had a theme. It was rock and roll. Yeah. So once you told me what yours was, I was like, well, I'm going to sort of find one that I feel might be sort of similar to that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I forgot all the details behind the one I'd told you, but I'd already committed. <laughs> so I started watching all these documentaries on YouTube and then really going into the history of it, looking online on at on all this stuff and – Man, I just got depressed reading this whole thing. So, oh, man. so I just want to give a warning. Honestly, I've never done this before, but I want to give a warning out there. There's a lot of details in this in this thing that really happened that are very disturbing. Uh, so I'm just telling you now, if if you can't handle something that's incredibly disturbing, then you may not want to listen to this part. Wow. You, know, you just want to just uh, skip to Chris and have is, fun uh, with it.
1: This is a uh, That's Odd First.
0: Yeah, honestly, there was enough detail in this. We probably could have made this a history creeps episode by the time I was done.
1: <laughs> do you want me to actually put this disclaimer in the info notes so that I could put the time they can skip to if they need to?
0: Yeah, they might want to do that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's pretty, it's pretty graphic at times. So,
1: oh wow, okay, I'm yeah. I'm writing it down. Disclaimer.
0: Yeah, and obviously, I'm not. Go- it's not going to be because I'm cussing or anything. But there's some details in this thing that are. Well, I'll I'll let you decide, Chris. You can
1: tell me. (laughs) All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go.
0: So I'm going to be talking about a lady named Catherine Mary Knight. Uh, She was born on October 24th in 1955 uh, in Australia. We're going to Australia for this one. Uh, This is one of the stories that shocked Australia is what it was called at the time. And you'll see why when I get to it. I mean, it's pretty barbaric, I guess, the best way to put it. Now, I'm not going to get a lot into her uh, her life growing up, but just know that her childhood was not the greatest. It's fairly rough. Uh, she was abused quite a bit. But we're going to fast forward to 1973. Okay. All right. Catherine meets a man named David Kellett. This is all in uh, around Aberdeen, Australia. This is kind of where it's taken place. She was considered a very dominating person. She had a very dominating personality. Uh, what she said is what would happen. Uh, and he was... A drunk, to put it nicely. Uh, They got married in 1974, a year after they met. And when they got married on their wedding day, uh, her mom actually told David Kellett that uh, Catherine would kill him if he did anything wrong. And she meant she would literally kill him because she had, had, and I'm going to quote her, a screw loose. Whoa. Uh, Yeah. <clears throat>
1: on their wedding night i don't, I don't mean to you interrupt go, you but i was gonna say because you you hear that you know what i mean like you go yeah. you you go to date the girl and the dad comes you ever do this i'm gonna kill you or yeah dis- yeah so it's like you hear that and you're just like yuck yuck and you kind of nudge it yeah. right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but apparently uh
1: she was dead know. serious
0: yes uh on their wedding night this is just to give you uh, an idea of what kind of Uh, person she was or is she's actually still alive by the way on their wedding night and it's probably a spoiler but it doesn't matter (laughs) Uh, uh, their wedding night she tried to strangle him now the reason she tried to strangle him is because she expected on their wedding night that they would have sex six times but he could only go three times and she was very upset about this oh no (laughs) wow so she attempted to strangle him,
1: and he didn't go the next day and try to get that wedding, that marriage annulled.
0: No, he did not. Uh, one night he got home from, uh, late, right, and the reason he was late was was because he was in a dart. They play darts, I guess there is yeah. a big thing, yeah, yeah. And then they're having like a championship, and he actually made it to the championship round. Should be a great night for old David Kellett. But when he got home, he discovered that she had been burning his clothes because he was late. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) And then, oh, it gets worse. And then she was so mad and angry that she hit hit him over the head with a frying pan (gasps) so hard that he got loopy and tried to run out to his neighbors and actually passed out in his neighbor's house. He ended up having a fractured skull. Holy crap. But ultimately, he would not press charges. In 1976, they're still together at this time. Uh, she gives b- birth to their first child.
1: Now, I don't want to know how that child was conceived.
0: I uh, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't <laughs> want to go God. into too much detail. <laughs> uh, so, in 1976, she gives birth to their first child, and it's around this time that uh, he's he's always been afraid of her. Obviously, yeah, and he's trying to think of ways to get out of it. Um, but you know, there's a kid involved. Uh, so he leaves her for another woman. She literally goes crazy. And by that, I mean, uh, she's going around the streets of that small town, like violent. the, I forgot what the word was used, but pretty much violently pushing a stroller with the baby in it. And so she's committed to the hospital, right? Uh-huh. The second that she, uh, is let out of the hospital, she attempts to leave the baby in a carriage on the train tracks. <gasps> Holy sh! Thankfully, a man was there and saved the baby, and she was arrested and put back in the hospital. Uh, She actually told him later in the hospital, she's going through all this for the psychiatric stuff, that she actually had plans. She really wanted to not only kill Kellett, but his mom. And even more so, she wanted to kill the mechanic that fixed his car that allowed him to leave in the first place.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine being that collateral damage? Like, that's not even fair, man. Like, you're yeah. just doing your job. The dude brought his car in. Like, yes. you're just the, yeah. like, and you don't even own the shop, all right? You're working for old man Smithers yeah. here, who's like on your case all the time because you come into work and you're tired and you're behind and you have one more car to work on. You're like, fine, I'll fucking do it. And you fix the dude's car. This woman's going to come after you now. For
0: literally just doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he was doing. Jesus. Now he actually, uh, Kellie actually ends up coming back to her, pretty much out of fear. Oh God! For his family, uh, and later on, though, Catherine would actually end up leaving him, and he was the lucky one. What? Now we're going to go through really quickly a few. This is all just establish her history. Now, she had a few more relationships after David Kellett. Uh, she was dating this one guy, and apparently. Uh, she really wanted it known the, that she was very serious that he shouldn't cheat on her, and <laughs> she proved this by taking his uh, his puppy, his puppy, and no no, 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 yeah, doing something really graphic to the oh, puppy yeah. that ended its life. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, I like how you more sad about that.
1: <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> I can't take that stuff, dude. And I, yeah, I
0: don't like it either. Yeah, I know there's yeah. a
1: lot of yeah, no.
0: All right, so this is where we're going to fast forward now. She's been doing all this kind of stuff. She has a well-known reputation throughout this town. Everybody knows the kind of person she is. She's very violent. She's
1: still on Uh, the streets, though, that she's not locked up? Correct. Oh, God. Okay.
0: Uh, Well, because most of the times when she would get arrested, she would either be put into the mental hospital or uh, the guy wouldn't press charges, that type of thing. Jeez. Uh, Now we're going to fast forward to John Charles Thomas Price or John Price. He was a well liked guy. He had three kids from a previous marriage. Who
1: was a uh, who was a well liked guy?
0: This John Price. What's the full name? John Charles Thomas Price. Okay. <laughs> all first names, by the way, except for Price. Yes, John Charles Thomas Price. Uh, <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, apparently he was pretty well liked. He had three kids. Uh, two were uh, two were, um the oldest that they actually lived with him, and his youngest lived with his uh, ex wife. He was a miner, as in he worked in the local mines, not that that he was a child. (laughs) He's underage. Yeah. (laughs) What
1: was his name again? Refresh my memory.
0: John Charles Thomas Price. (laughs) He knew, uh, and he actually meets Catherine, and they fall in love for all intents and purposes. He knew of her past. I mean, there's no way she can hide it. It's kind of known all throughout the town. Yeah. But he still lets her move in anyway. And at the very beginning, everything was actually great. It was fantastic. Uh, even his kids loved her. They all got along. It was all amazing. And then 1988 arrives. He refuses to marry her. And this is the first thing that sets her off. She really wanted to get married. And he said, no, he kind of liked how things were as they were. And she obviously felt differently. (laughs) And she showed this by, she went around, right? She went around, uh, their, his house because she lived with him, and she videotaped things. I mean, my, when I say things like uh, a first aid kit, she'd videotape that. And she sent this to John's boss, claiming that John stole those things from <laughs> his job. And this led him getting fired. He actually got fired from his job. And he had worked there for 17 years. What? So this would go back and forth. He would kick her out for that. And then he would let her move back in. And then he would kick her, uh, kick her back out again. And then she would come back. And he would let her back and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it went on and on and on, to the point where uh, his friends were telling him, "Hey, you got to quit doing this. She's not good for you." You know, excuse me. Well, uh, she's not good for you, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you know all that kind of stuff. You know what? You know, you know how it is. Yeah. When you got a friend who has is in a relationship that's toxic, and you know it, uh, you try to tell them, "Hey, I don't know if this person's good for you." Yeah, you try. Yeah. And then it, you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, I've already told this person enough. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. Yep. And that's exactly what happened in this case. Uh, he became more and more afraid of her, though, as time would go on. And he would constantly tell his friends and his co-workers, you know, uh, oh, she's going to kill me, man. She's going to kill me one day or that kind of thing. Yeah. February 29th, 2000. Uh, apparently the night before or a couple nights before that, he was asleep in his bed And he woke up and saw her uh, standing over over him as he was asleep. And she had her hands behind her back. And he just knew she had a knife. So he got up and freaked out. And it scared him so bad. She actually didn't have anything behind her back. But it scared him so bad that that next day, February 29th of 2000, he went to take out a restraining order on her. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so he had finally, finally had enough. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to also remember his kids are living here, too, by the way. Yep. Uh, So he took out a restraining order on her, told his friend that day that if he didn't show up the next day when he told her all this, to expect the worst. All right, so we're going to go to that night. He gets home, and for whatever reason, uh, it, it was almost as if she knew he was trying to do something like this because she actually went out and bought some lingerie. And, uh, really made it a romantic night and they ha- ended up, uh, having sex that night. And then he went to go, uh, then he went to go to the bathroom. This is all important. I know it sounds weird, but he went to go to the bathroom and when he came back, you know, he was kind of starting to drift off a little bit and that's when she attacked. Jesus. <clears throat> so she started stabbing him as he was drifting off. He gets up and trying to run away and she stabs him again and again and again until he dies in the hallway. And uh, the they said he ended up being stabbed 37 times.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And this is not the worst of it. <laughs> so uh, she then now this is how strange her behavior was. I mean, that's strange enough, obviously, but she then cleans herself up. She goes and takes his debit card or his credit card, goes to the ATM and steals the equivalent of about a thousand dollars in American money from his account. To this day, no one knows why she did it, and no one knows where that money went.
1: Is there, Are the kids home? Where are the kids?
0: They're not home. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> as far as I can tell, because I really wanted to know that, too. That's one of the first things. Uh, I actually don't even know how old they were either. I tried to find that, and I couldn't really find it on the couple articles I was looking at. I'm assuming they wanted to kind of keep the kids, yeah, you know. Okay. I mean, it's kind of a horrible thing. Well, you I was want-
1: hoping that it wasn't going to be something happening with them, too, and that's why this is just going to get intensely crazy. But okay.
0: Well, I can give you a spoiler alert. They're not involved with the, any of the violent part. All right, good. Okay, so a few hours later, she'd come back from the ATM. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and this will probably let you know what's about to happen. Uh, one of her jobs before she had actually got on a disability, one of her jobs was her dream job that she actually landed when she was younger. And that was of a butcher. Oh, Lord. So after he's been dead for a couple of hours, she, and this is where I wanted you to put this graphic thing on. (laughs) She (laughs) proceeds to skin his body.
1: Oh my God.
0: And after she had skinned his body and removed a lot of the organs and literally like, like it was like he was an animal, you know, like a taxidermy would do for an animal. Uh, she then removed his head. Uh, then she proceeds to take, and this is, this is where this gets wild and even worse. She then proceeds to take some of his meat. Uh, a lot of the, the uh, documentaries I've seen said it was like from his back. You have this big thing of back meat on you. Oh, uh, God. And she proceeded to cook it. Oh. And she made three plates. These three plates had these following items on them. Uh, baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, squash, gravy, and of course, uh, his meat. Oh God! Now she proceeded to take two of those plates and laid them out, and put place cards in front of each one with each of his kids' names on. Oh, like that was she had made them God. dinner, and then. Uh, they found the third plate had been thrown out in the yard and they, and they're thinking and they're thinking is, and they, this was never confirmed that she was either going to feed the dog that or uh, she had tried eating it herself and just couldn't do it. That type of thing. So, uh, and then she takes a bunch of pills uh, in an attempt to kill herself. So the next day, the next morning, his, uh, the police get a call from his work because he hadn't showed up. And they were worried about him because they knew some stuff was happening. The police, uh, apparently also one of his neighbors went over to check on him because they saw that his car was still there. And he was very much a, if I have to work today, I'm going to be at work type of guy. Yeah. And he went over to check on him. And as soon as he looked in the window, he saw a little bit of blood and immediately went and called the police. And when I say a little bit, uh, there was a lot. Yeah. So the police get there. And you actually can see you can actually watch a documentary on this where they're actually interviewing the police who got who were on the scene first and walked through that house. Oh god! And uh, this this one guy was talking and he goes, he goes, I was walking through there and it was a little dark at first, and he bumped against something and he he didn't know what it was. He kind of moved it to the side, and then he stopped and turned and looked, and it was this guy's skin that was hanging up, and it, it said he'd never seen anything like that ever before. Uh. And also, one of the things I saw, and I only saw this in one source, so I don't know how true this was. Uh, she was always trying to set him up. And so the thought was that she had left a note that was, if it's the one that I saw, she had a lot of spelling errors, but that that's beside the point. Uh, but it was pretty much accusing John of all these horrible things, which none of them were even found to be remotely true. She claimed to be the victim this whole time. And you know how I told you she tried to kill herself. She was not successful she ended up getting arrested she never ever ever came out and said the exact reason why she actually did it every time she would talk about it she claimed that it was because he would he was uh, abusive toward her and all this stuff uh, and I'm not going to see her and say the guy was a saint because obviously I don't know but uh, a lot of things she would say they, could, they know were lies she became the first woman ever in Australia to be given a life sentence without the possibility of parole she is there still to this day, still in jail. She will never see the light of day. And recently, uh, I think it was in uh, 2010 to 12-ish, around in there. I could be awful on that. But uh, she actually tried to uh, get that erased and say that was not fair. <laughs> and uh, the the committee that was looking at it was like, no, we're not letting you back out in the public. It's just not going to happen. And they actually said now, I actually watched this other thing that was about uh, women in jail and they were and she was one of the ones they were talking about and apparently in jail she's she's considered more like a nanny to all the women there and they all kind of look up to her that's and she's you know she's one of those that's found religion now and she's one of those that uh uh but she's also at the same time you know i don't know how true this is but this is what she said uh, she's not allowed to uh have any roommate whatsoever in a cell because she's still way too dangerous for that type of thing.
1: Oh my god.
0: This whole time she never showed an ounce of remorse, they said. So that's the oh. story of the lady who not only uh, murdered her husband or her sh- she wish was her husband, I guess, uh, but she skinned him and then even tried to feed him to his own kids. Oh, oh, and the other thing that I left out, you remember how she beheaded him? Yeah. You know where they found the head? Do you want to know? <laughs> oh god, where? In the doghouse. It house. was a- no, no, no. It was uh it was found it's in a, a metaphor. pot it was it was <laughs> I see what you did there. It was found in a pot uh with vegetables in it that was still cooking when the police got there. Oh man. They said when they got there Dude. they smelled something that said a little sweet, like almost like you know like a beef oh, stew God. smells like. And that's what it was. God,
1: that's just horrible. Can you imagine what the top was like? Before they found anything, they were like Ooh. Like, dip into a uh, spoon in there to give it a sip. Oh, no. <laughs> Be like,
0: No, I can't even. Oh, no. Oh, fault. man. Oh, man. Yeah. So y- you can see why after I got into this, I was like, Well, first of all, this should have been just for history creeps. And second of all, I wish I'd picked something else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, yeah, Actually, we don't
0: need to do a theme this week, Chris. <laughs> yeah. But oh, man. Oh, God. Like, this lady was vindictive. No kidding. Oh, uh, well, my gosh.
1: In terms of theme, mine's not as good. Oh God! As gory, gruesome, or I mean, I think when we say theme, it's because mine has to do with a murder as well. Um, well, it's just,
0: well, you said you gave me the name of your guy yeah. and what he goes by his
1: nickname. Oh no, I, that's what I called him actually. I didn't even realize. Oh. It, like, I, and then I saw what you like, what you did. You took it as a, as a, as a, a, a name for the guy. That's why I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's not his name. Um, it's just what I called him because everybody saw him as a nice guy. Uh, <clears throat> Which reminds me, uh, we had a conversation in which you brought that up. It, it was one of your stories about uh, the most that, that the town that had the the most hated bully, and number oh, yeah. two people ended up shooting, but nobody said who did it or whatever the case. I don't yeah. know. So, uh, the story I'm going to tell you is the story of Bernie uh, Tita, and the reason I chose it for that side is not because of you know the murder or the fact that. Um, you know who it was. He murdered. How he went about. None of it. 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 Actually, what was odd to me was, um, like where his story continued, and and w- went from after, um, I would say the first act, if you will. So let me th- le- just give you a little story about uh Bernie Bernie Tita. T- uh, Bernie Tita was a guy who, uh, he was born. What well, year was he born in? He's he was born in nineteen fifty eight. Uh, in Bernhardt. Or I'm sorry, in, in Abilene, Texas. Uh, wait, where was yours at? Aberdeen?
0: Aberdeen, Aberdeen. yeah. Australia. Mine's yeah. in
1: Abilene, Texas. So uh, he was born in Abilene, Texas. Um, you know, had it from all accounts, uh, normally he had a normal life. He grew up. He was. Uh, he was in the worked in the church. Um, was a part of the church choir and all that stuff. Uh, Apparently though, his mother died when he was at a younger age, when he was like two years old, his mother died in an automobile accident. And he said that his father never forgave himself for that uh, and became a drunk um, and drank himself basically to death so that Bernie grew up uh, with his uncle. And uh, I believe a grandparent to raise him Um, but again, like they said, he he had a, a pretty much normal life. Uh, he moved to the town of um, what's the name of this town? Carthage, Carthage, Texas, uh, in 1990 or, or just before there, 1987, 1988. He moves to the town and he gets a job um, as a mortician in the town. Uh, but he's known throughout the town as like the nicest guy. He he's he works in the church as well, and he's um he's part of the church choir. Um, I saw an interview where somebody said uh, he, he was literally the guy that everybody wanted. Like if you were going to die and you wanted to make sure – like he was who you wanted to put on the whole – the funeral and everything. It was him. Um, the quote literally is, is he was the guy that you wanted to sing you to heaven. Oh, wow <laughs> yeah and but he was like the nicest guy it's it's very well known that like as the as the town at, at the working at the funeral home and as the mortician when people died uh he would take interest in the the remaining family members he'd go by their houses the, the following weeks just to check on them make sure they're okay did they need anything uh this was something that was well known about him he went out of his way to help people when people needed help with the smallest of tasks he was you know he was the first to say i'll help you um this is the kind of guy that Bernie Tito was. Uh, in 1990, in the same town, um, there's a woman by the name of Marjorie Nugent. Her husband dies and she goes you know to have his funeral at the same funeral home. Hawthorne Funeral home where Tito works, uh, where he's the assistant director director. So he you know does the funeral for her husband and just like always starts checking in on her uh, during the following weeks. He would stop in and bring her, you know, food. You know, it's the thing you do when people pass away. You bring food to the family. So, he would do that. He would, you know, make sure was there anything she needed because she was older. She was, I believe she was in her 60s or 70s when they when that happened. Um, so, he would go and just make sure everything was okay. Uh, and then after a while, they became kind of friends you know what i mean like he would he would be seen out to dinner with her and she'd have him come in and do things around the house for him uh there's actually it's documented from friends of hers and family members that he literally would be like clip her toenails for her basically became like a um uh what do you call it like a a a manservant
0: kind of took care of her yeah yeah, caretaker yeah
1: caretaker yeah became very good friends with her uh, they would start traveling together because there was one thing I forgot to mention when the husband died, uh, he basically left the uh, Ms Nugent a wealthy woman uh, basically nah. a ten million dollar estate but this is the way Bernie Tita was. he was whether you had ten million dollars or whether you had twenty dollars in your bank account, somebody died and he wanted to make sure you were okay. Um, and some people thought, it looks like he's trying to take advantage of a woman who just came into a lot of money or has all that money. But then there were people who were like, no way, this is, this is Bernie. You know, this is how he is. Uh, and he did. He took care of her, took care of her finances, helped her out around the house, uh, so much so that she asked him to quit his job at, at the funeral home. She wanted him to quit and just live with her and work for her. Not live with her, but work for her, basically. Come every day, take her shopping, um, you know, whatever she needed. He would basically do it for her. Uh, a caretaker like you said paid yeah Um, and he went along with it um and he got to enjoy the perks that came along with it they traveled the world uh they went to egypt they went to australia they went to italy they went to germany they went to france they went to south america uh he was living the kind of life that you know a a lot of us dream of let's be honest right
0: um yeah sounds pretty great to be honest with you
1: but it wasn't just him It wasn't that people were were getting jealous or thinking, oh, this guy, because uh, he was helping out the town as well. So, like, uh, you know, the guy guy at the hardware store is is, uh, late on his rent to pay for the building for the month and you know he talks to bernie and bernie talks to her and she loans him a couple of some money and he pay helps pay for it you know what i mean uh some, yeah. something comes up and somebody needs a little bit of extra whatever or needs a get it's a gift or this or that and he take care of it there were donations made in her name um to charities and, and little things around the town that helped out the town basically um so he was just like the greatest guy in the world right
0: Yeah, he sounds pretty awesome so far.
1: Yeah. Um, And then you also heard about this woman being a little bit ornery sometimes. Sometimes she wasn't the nicest person. A couple of people saw her, you know, openly chastise him in public, like making him like basically berating him. Um, And some people said, you know, she wasn't like the nicest woman in the town. Uh, That's why people went through him to ask for loans or money in, in that respect. So, uh, so in November of 1996, when all of a sudden uh, Marjorie Nugent just doesn't seem to be around as much, uh, nobody really cares. Nobody's like, hey, where's Marge? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but when people who do care, uh, maybe certain family members, neighbors... Uh, some of her closer friends start to say, where is she? Have you seen her Bernie? Uh, oh yeah, she wasn't feeling too well. So, uh, she went up to the hospital in, in, in Houston or she went to the, you know, she's at, she's at this place or whatever. She, he was always making all these excuses as to where she was. So apparently her family didn't believe this. Her son ends up, you know, coming into town to look for her with his daughter, her granddaughter And they go to the house, and when they get to the house, they realize no one's been in the house uh, for a while. They could see it, that no one's been there for a while. Um, And one of the news reports I saw, uh, the the granddaughter said she knew her grandmother, uh, having grown up in the Depression, that if she was planning on leaving the house for an extended period of time, she wouldn't waste the food. She wouldn't throw it away from the fridge. What she would do is take the food from the fridge and put it in the deep freezer. Yeah. So she said, let's go check the deep freezer, because if the food's in there, then yes, Granny is on an extended vacation the way Bernie says she is. Um, So they go to the deep freezer and open it, and sure enough, there's food there, but there's also, uh, you can see her head sticking out from behind some of the frozen dinners. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was dead, and she was stuffed in the deep freezer. Right away, the first person on the list um, as a suspect is Bernie Tita. So the sheriffs go to his house and they, you know, they bring him in for questioning. And he admits to killing her. He didn't say he didn't do it. He admits it. What he says happened was that she drove him to it. Like she was so nasty and so mean and and just he wasn't thinking. And then something had like there was a few times where he said, you know, I can't work for you anymore and tried to leave. Uh, and she, he's there's one story where he says that you know he got in his car and by the time he drove all the way down the long driveway to the gate, she had had the electronic gate closed and locked, so he couldn't leave. Um, and so there was a lot of times where he just felt super, you know, um, kind of like your your story where where they felt intimidated to the point where it's like they had to do it and they felt trapped, right? Yeah. So apparently, what happened was she was, you know, there was a they had been having an argument and she was turning around and saying something and he grabbed, uh, a, a, he had a, sh- a, a 22, a rifle and shot her, shot her in the back twice, uh, then walked up to her, put the, mu- the muzzle down at her back and then pulled the trigger twice, two more times to kill her. He then, um, took her body and put it in the freezer and basically tried to play it off like she was out of town and, and, and as, as long as she could. So, he gets taken to. He goes to court. You know, he's arrested. Goes to court. The jury sentences uh, sentences sentences him to fifty years in pr- prison for her murder. He appeals the sentence, but they say, "No, you're gonna you're you're going you're going to you know you're gonna live the rest of your life in jail." Yeah. Um, he tried to show, you know, he was ve- she was very abusive that th- that this is happening and that, and they said, "No, no, no, we don't believe you." Well, while he's in, in, in jail, while he's in prison, he ends up talking to a new lawyer who's trying to get, uh, you know, trying to get a new case because uh, do you know anything about what a habeas corpus is? I've definitely heard that term
0: before many times. Yeah, I
1: guess that when after a post conviction, you can file this saying that there's more information that may have come to light, uh, and that your rights are being violated because the information's not being allowed. It's, it's almost like saying, "Hey, we have something that could help us. You can't say no." And so they decide, "All right, we're going to hear hear about this." And so he starts to say that what happened, um, and what his lawyer is saying is that when his uncle took him in and and was taking care of him he was also molesting him and the molestation uh basically the way this woman treated him and the nastiness triggered him and caused him to have a a temporary uh, basically like a psychotic it's not like psychotic break it's called a disassociative uh, um, episode where the mind kind of turns itself off as the body does something basically disassociated say disassociating yourself from it so like there's people who black out and then come to covered in blood like what the hell just happened you know what i mean and that's what they did their their minds literally turned off while the body went into um a survival mode if you will so the lawyer says this is what's happening um and it be, it's it's and it's a big news story. You know, this is all this is all on the news and the newspapers all around Texas. And here's the the odd part of the story. There's a filmmaker that lives in Texas. He's an indie filmmaker. Um, he did one of my absolute favorite movies. His name's uh, Richard Linklater. Uh, uh, Link Linklater. How do you say his name? I always say it wrong. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: I don't know who you're talking about. So uh, Richard Link Linklater.
1: Uh, did you ever see the Link- movie uh, Dazed and Confused? Uh, a long time ago. Oh, my God. Dude, that's my favorite movie. I've seen it like eight trillion times. Uh, but he was the director of this. He was fascinated with this story, so fascinated with it that he thought I'm going to make a movie about this. Like the whole story behind this. This is a movie that like the town's nicest guy in the world, the guy who goes out of his way for everyone. Everyone loves this guy, right? He shoots this woman and now he's claiming that it was because she was this abusive woman and he's got all these people that are going to like the the courts and going like all from the town advocating for him like look you can't you can't do this he's a nice guy she probably deserved it is what some of these town people were saying um so he decides to make a movie about it it's a 2011 film called bernie starring jack black as bernie tita um and the movie does well the movie uh shows him you know taking care of this woman and uh marge is played by um Uh, what's her name shirley McLean. shirley McLean plays this crazy you know lady you see her berating him and being nasty to him and then you see basically where he just can't take it anymore and he he kills her uh apparently that movie was enough for like people to start saying huh really and he it it changed the mind of the guy that prosecuted him in the first place wow yes (laughs) after seeing the film the guy was like, well, I mean, we all knew that side of Marge. So when I saw it in that light, he's like, I don't believe he he should have, you know, it should have. We should have put him away. She, he goes, if anything, he should have gotten 20 years max. And he'd already been serving about 16 years by then. Um, so they decided that they were going to, you know, bring it to throw the case out. They ended up throwing it out and he was released pending another, basically like another trial, another hearing. Yeah. So he's released. You want to hear more oddness? He's picked definitely he's do. picked up when he's released by Richard Linklater. who t- oh, the guy who made the movie? Yes, who takes him yeah. to Austin, back to his hometown in Austin. Puts him up in an apartment uh at his near his home or at his home. Becomes good friends with the guy. Like really good friends. Like Bernie like babysits for Linklater when he and his wife are out about on the town. Like They become very good friends. Two years, man. This guy is, you know, making his name in the Austin community now. Everyone there loves him. They all know this Bernie guy. He sings at the choir. He he joins the gay man's choir. He's he's a big part of the church. He's a big part of the community, helping people out. Um, Except there are two prosecutors that are like, no, this is a travesty. Uh, You can't have a movie let a guy off the hook for murder. We're going to come after him, and they did. And they just went way after him. They st- they started looking at finances, the records and, and the ledgers of this woman's, uh, you know, um uh, checking account and savings account and the purchases and receipts. And they started finding that a lot of these things were doctored. Like there were things where he would say he they, they showed um, something that was in her ledger where he, this is what he said he deposited for her when really he only deposited a little and kept so much. And they had all this proof where he was like doctoring checks and, and, and all kinds of things. Um, so it goes back to a hearing again. And Again, he's found guilty. And this time, instead of 50 years, uh, the jury says he's got to go back for 99 years. So now Bernie <laughs> goes back to prison. This was in 2016 was when this last hearing happened. So this was the most recent thing. So between the time of his release in 2014 and the re- re- uh, resentencing, he lived in Austin uh, in Linklater- Later's garage apartment. Just living, like trying to live a a back to a normal life, being good to people and all that. So there's these two sides of this story. One that says this guy was a really nice guy that had a horrible kind of childhood uh, that he hid as much as he could uh, until something happened that triggered it. Uh, Unfortunately, what happened was he murdered someone. Then there's the other side that says, no, this was a guy who saw money from the beginning and did everything he could to manipulate cut her off from her family uh get oh go so far as to have her change like she literally changed her will to remove her children and leave everything to him should she die
0: yeah this he sounds very uh man you know sometimes when somebody's really nice yeah and some people think that's kind of creepy how nice they are yeah. they must be hiding something yeah. that's what he's striking me as.
1: Dude, it's crazy <laughs> though because not only Richard Linklater, Jack. I was watching an interview where Jack Black was like, "Dude, he was just a nice guy. Like he did everything he could to her. She, she, she mentally broke him down." I was like, "Holy cow! Like, how do you? What side are you when? You, and that's the thing. Um, when you hear it clinically, the way we just lay out these stories, it's easy to kind of say, okay, well, it's this or it's that." Um, but if you go and you watch the documentary, you listen to this guy talk and tell his story and you hear other sides of the story and then you hear some of the family where they were never around. Like they, they didn't realize she was missing for a year or so, you know what I mean? Or not a year or so, but like she was, they, they didn't realize like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they were calling grandma every week, but when they find out that like she is missing and Oh, you know, he killed her, but now he's out. No, they want their cut of the money. So of course they're, uh. They're wanting him in prison for murder.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of weird things about this. I mean, first of all, to me, and obviously I am no lawyer whatsoever, and I don't know anything about that stuff, but – uh, if they went back after him for the checks and stuff, like, uh-huh. they can, they, I mean, obviously they can do that, but how does it get 99 years for that? That seems excessive for oh, that. no, it wasn't for, that. for the
1: checks. It was because there, was, there had to be something with the, the hearing again because they could, he'd already spent 16 years in prison. They were letting him out while they redid this new stuff under the the habeas corpus that that they'd filed. Oh, okay. Um, so his murder was still included yes, in that, yes, then? It was still okay. included, but he was just assu- under the assumption that it proved, like, okay, I'm I'm free now. I can start. And that's the thing. He went to Austin and actually went about starting a new life. It takes effort to start inserting yourself into the community and really getting to know people. And so much so that again in Austin, all these people are like, "No, you can't do that. He's a nice guy. What are you talking about?"
0: Yeah, you know, it's just like I think everybody's had somebody in their life who um, you care about them, but they really at times will berate you and make you feel so small. And, I mean, I've had people like that in my life before, but I've never once wanted to go just, (laughs) you know, viciously murder. I mean, I mean, one thing, if he only shot her, I mean, it'd still be terrible, but if he only shot her like once, but he shot her like multiple times and stuck her in a freezer. That was the
1: the (laughs) argument there. Yeah, he stuck her in the freezer, too. He didn't just... You know, call the cops. I'm so sorry I did this, and I can't believe it, and blah blah. You know.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's. So I can kind of see both sides, to be honest. Yeah.
1: So to me, the odd thing on this whole thing was when this director gets involved now, and then all of a sudden it becomes like it took on a whole life of its own after that. Yeah, and but to be fair to those lawyers,
0: uh, also they were right. When does a movie, a Hollywood movie? be what we put people out of jail for (laughs) because you know it's a movie yeah it's they're going to put things (laughs) in a certain light that they want to get across isn't that crazy though yeah i mean even documentaries are the same way now a lot of them have their own agendas and stuff everyone
1: said jack black did a great portrayal of the guy like he was really good but i thought uh the guy that came out uh winning i guess you'd say winning was the guy who played um the guy who prosecuted him the first time because he got matthew mcconaughey playing him Oh, well, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. all right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's um, one d- deeply, deeply disturbing story. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, sorry. And then this one. Uh, and I told you I would try to bring bring you up here at the end, so I got a couple. of Yes, yeah, please you, do. <laughs> These <laughs> okay, are good. from Ducksters.com, uh, jokes that are history-themed. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Why were the early days of history called the Dark Ages? I don't know. Why? Because there were so many knights.
0: Oh, I get it. K-N-I-G-H-T.
1: <laughs> Why is England <laughs> the wettest country?
0: That's a good question. Why is it?
1: Well, because the queen has reigned there for years.
0: <laughs> these are, uh, Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? These <laughs> are your kind of jokes.
1: How did the Vikings <laughs> send secret messages? I don't know. Uh, by Norse code, of course.
0: That one I like because it feels <laughs> way more clever than the other All two. All right, this is the last one
1: I'm going to give you. Right? Okay. Who invented yeah. fractions? I don't know who. Henry the Fourth.
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know whether to be... Uh, like proud or offended that you associate these with me. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm very torn between the two. First, you forget me on your own other show. And then oh, this. God! so I don't know what's going on.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> That's coming soon. Um, there you go, man. I just thought I, I, I put up, I put in my, uh, my search terms, corny history jokes. So, uh,
0: well, that led you in the right direction with that search. <laughs>
1: there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it, right? That's the end of our episode, man. Uh, We want to thank our our, uh, patrons, Michael, Andrew, Dan, Tim, Samantha. Thanks so much for the support. Samantha. I said, Samantha, thank you. That sounded weird. So
0: let me. You really rushed through that like you're rapping or something. (laughs) Let me enunciate (laughs) Michael. (laughs) There we go. Pause.
1: Andrew.
0: Pause. Pause.
1: Dan. Pause. Pause. Tim pause samantha there
0: we go thank you so much
1: guys uh for being patreons executive and board members uh if you guys don't know other listeners don't know what we're talking about we have a patreon patreon.com slash history (laughs) creeps check it out uh we have a couple cool tiers on there Uh, one of them you pay a dollar you get a membership card i'm super excited because people are getting the membership cards in the mail already so uh if you want to get yours you just pay a dollar cancel it the next month you get a membership card in the mail uh and it's numbered it is numbered cool right yeah. um i think tim tim got number one so he uh, did he did he did lucky him um i, w- I want to see who's going to get 007 because <laughs> yeah. i double i started with zero, 00 because you know you know me man i'm very positive and optimistic i know we're going to get over yeah. over hundreds so we need the, the zeros in there to be placeholders um, hey I've
0: seen the numbers that we pull we, It's possible oh,
1: That's not even a joke uh, But we do We appreciate every one of you listeners If you can't afford to do Patreon We still love you We still give you the free episodes uh, We just give you uh, the, the payers Some cool extras Little bits here and there uh, And even extras on the extras um, Some more are coming out here And I think what we'll do Is we'll let uh, all listeners Get a sample of something in the future So that they can kind of see What they're missing out on
0: Oh yeah for sure 100% But until then I'm done. Until then, uh, I'm done, too. I'm tired of this. Me, too. I'm tired of talking. Me, too. Are you tired of talking? Me, too. All right, well, you know what? For Chris Chavez, I'm Johnny Townsend. As always, uh, everybody, why don't you just go out there and stay
1: odd?